Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Lickin' on Lending, a weekly mortgage market update providing up-to-the-minute information on interest rates, loan programs, and hot industry news relating to the mortgage industry. Brought to you by Mortgage Banking Solutions, enabling executives to take their business to the next level. To participate in today's program, our guest call in line is 646-716-4972. And now, here is your host of Lickin' on Lending, David Lickin'. Good to have you with us, everybody. Appreciate you dialing in. I'm looking at the number of people that are dialing in on this holiday uh, week. We refer to it as Gap Week. I'm very honored to have you here with us again. This is going to be abbreviated broadcast because of the holiday weekend. I've got thoughts I want to share with you, especially reflect over 2000 over the year 2015 and look forward into the new year. But more, first of all, just hope you had a very Merry Christmas and I uh, really appreciate you taking the time to join us, and Happy New Year. You know, I'll look at the head at the week we have, and uh, it's a short, another short week, but there's so much going on as we get ready for this new year, and there's much anticipation as to what's there. We're going to talk about that a little bit later in the podcast, and I appreciate you being here. First of all, I want to say a special thank you to all of the sponsors. We want to say a special thank you to United Guarantee. They've been a great sponsor over the years, being thankful for them being here. Uh, they have want to welcome, um, they want to say a very uh, a happy new year to all of you, our listeners, and very excited to have uh, a relationship continue with you and build on the relationship they already have in the new year. If you haven't already done so, head on out to their website, ugcorp.com get a hold of the local representative. There's so many out there that are just outstanding folks. Uh, you know, I interact with Susan King. She's just a dear, dear friend, and I shall appreciate her and all that she does. She moved from the cold country up north up down to uh, Phoenix, Arizona, continue to wish her the best down there, but to the best to all of the reps there working, representatives working for United Guarantee. We're also say a special thank you to Velma, stands for Virtual Electronic Marketing Assistant. They get the word out about our podcast, our podcast. They do. If you're looking for a set-and-forget-it auto campaign, uh, I really encourage you to get a hold of them. They do a great job getting auto campaigns out to manage it. They've got a nice CRM tool within their technology that really works nicely. Uh, I'm glad to have them as a partner, and I use them. They're one of the most affordable, powerful marketing platforms in the U.S. related to the mortgage industry. I encourage you to check them out. Also, a special thank you to Motivity Solutions, one of the newer sponsors, and uh, they have a great reporting as well as dashboard and scorecard solution. They are the mortgage business intelligence that delivers real-time and powerful analytics enabling mortgage lenders to proactively monitor and manage their operation in a real time. It's just really great. Check them out at Motivity Solutions. A little bit more on them as we get later into the broadcast. Also, I want to say a special thank you to Alice, Joe, Andy, Paul, Sam, everyone who dials in and makes this podcast possible. We'll be talking about their contribution and how this whole thing got started and what we look forward to in the new year. I want to call your attention to several things at the NBA. We have coming up at the Mortgage Bankers Association of America. First of all, January 21st, we have the NBA's Mergers and Acquisition Workshop coming up at the Hilton Phoenix Airport. Also, January 28th, we have, we have the Whole Loan Trading Workshop that's at the Embassy Suites and Hotel, downtown Fort Worth. And you can check out all the conferences at the NBA Conference and Education website at the NBA. If you know what, just Google 
MBA uh, mortgage uh, or MBA conferences and education will come right up. Also, want to make sure you check out and become a part of the Mortgage Action Alliance. Google the Mortgage Action Alliance. Again, their website will come directly up. Get signed up. You do not have to be a member of the MBA. And the nice thing with this service does, what the MBA has done, the way they organize it, is they send you an email. All you have to do is click a few places, type in your name, and it will automatically email your senator or your representative area that you live in. And it just is so easy, and it's so powerful because you've heard it probably said if a senator hears from one person, one email, they assume it represents 100. So it's so important that your voice be heard. I'm so grateful for what the NDA is doing through Mortgage Action Alliance. I encourage you to sign up for it. Special thank you to Joe Farr. He is taking uh, – I actually just gave everyone the – the holiday off. I've got his website up here. You know, I find out they're working, so uh, we should have had them all on the podcast anyway today. But anyway, special thank you to Joe. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year to MBS Quoteline. Great group of people, and I'm looking at their website right now, looking at the volatility. Well, I say volatility. There's a lot of upward and downward movement within this, but actually it's not that terribly bad. Uh, it's within um, three thirty seconds, so on the Fannie Mae 30-year, three-and-a-half. Uh, this week we have coming up economic data today, but we have the consumer confidence number coming out uh, today. We have, excuse me, tomorrow we have the pending home sales number. It'll be real interesting to look at that number, as well as jobless claims on Thursday. Um, but what's also, you know, Chicago PMI is also coming out on Thursday. But what's really interesting is there's going to be uh, three auctions: the two-year auction, the five-year auction, the seven-year auction. And these auctions, as Joe would be telling you if he were here today, would be that we watch the flow of money. If money is flowing into the bond market, that puts a downward pressure on interest rates. We see money flowing out of the bond market into the stock market. It has a tendency to put an upward pressure on mortgage rates. Of course, when we have external events where there's a slight to quality, money flows into the bond market, and it has a tendency to drive rates down. And you know all this if you have this service on uh, your computer, you subscribe to the service. It's a great service. It gives you up-to-date information on what's happening in the market. I do not honestly know how anyone responsibly handles, uh, manages a pipeline of loans if you do not have a search of service such as this. The reason I like it, it's real-time. It's concise and to the point. The folks at MBS Line do a great job. Stay tuned. We're going to be right back after this brief break. Looking for that competitive edge? MBS Quoteline delivers live market coverage for originators. Get up-to-the-minute mortgage market news and analysis as events occur. Get MBS prices as trades happen. Straight to your computer, email, cell phone, or PDA. Know in advance when your investors will reprice. Make better lock float decisions and increase your income. Be the expert your clients expect. And know what's moving interest rates right now, tomorrow, and beyond. MBS Quoteline, delivering live market coverage for originators. Learn more about MBS Quoteline today at MBS. MBSQuoteLine.com. MBSQuoteLine.com. 646-716-4972. The Lickin' on Lending Show is back. Here is your host, David Lickin. Good to have you with us. Alice Alvey is enjoying her Christmas Gap Week here, the gap week between Christmas and New Year's, and wish her and everyone at Mortgage U Indicom the very, very best and a great success in the new year, as we do all of our sponsors. Um, what I wanted to talk about a little bit about is, you know, we're hearing a lot of reports, and normally Alice covers, as you guys know, that listen to this podcast, Alice normally covers what's going on related to, you know, regulation, uh, all the things that are legislatively moving through um, 
that could be impacting the mortgage industry. So many comments about her contribution to this podcast. It's truly valuable. I go back and listen to many aspects of it, but I'm also taking copious notes over hers because it's so impacting and gives us insights of what's coming. But one of the things that came out is uh, recently, as if you were from Joe reported on the MBS Quoteline website, is we saw existing home sales and pending home sales both come in below expectation. <coughs> Excuse me, one of the reasons uh, that was is because of the TRID, the TRID regulation. And there were delays in closing. Now, if you listen to Lawrence uh, Young at uh, the chief economist for the NAR, National Association of Realtors, he said it wasn't totally because of that. It was a factor they quote, you know, inventory shortage being continued to be a nagging issue to existing home sales. Not so much to, to uh, new home sales, but definitely to existing home sales. Um, but we saw the trade regulation cost for a lot of closing fall over into the next month. Now, we're getting past that. Many of the people that thought they were prepared, they may in fact were prepared, but they didn't prepare their partners for the TRID regulations, and we had a lot of delays in closings at the closing agents. And so, you know, you look at these trade regulations and you just think you're prepared. You just can't think far enough ahead of the key. Well, who else is in the ecosystem that you have to impact with? Uh, in order that you interact with, excuse me, uh, related to any of these transactions. So, I mean, we saw those delays. Now, we're expecting the pending home sales number uh, to come in. I'm going to take a quick look over at the uh, website real fast to see where the pending home sales number is expected to come in at just slight improvement, uh, five-tenths of a 1%, slightly up over the previous month, so we'll see if it comes in at that. But that is just real interesting to see how a regulation could impact uh, closing. Now, it's fairly logical. For those of us in the industry, we know how many transactions rolled over. We're hearing about it from many clients. But it is important that you plan ahead. If you're struggling with operational reviews, get a hold of me. We can help you do that. We're doing a number of operational efficiencies uh, reviews as it relates to operations. Where else? Where can we find extra time? And I have this saying, I believe there is at least five days in everyone's process where we can pick up five days. That's a bold statement. And it's pretty most of the time, most of the time, when we go in and look at these companies, we are finding five days of uh, time that can be gleaned by becoming more efficient. If you're interested in that, be sure to get a hold of me. A special thank you goes out to uh, Alice Alvey, what she's doing. Also, I've got Paul Malo's website up here, great website, imfnews.com. Thrilled to have Paul be a part of the podcast each and every week. I found that he, too, is working. It. I thought a lot of people were working. In fact, I'm doing this. This podcast today for my wife's uh, uh, vehicle as we're traveling back for being gone a couple of days after Christmas. We're traveling back, so I thought this is typically a vacation week for a lot of weeks. So every once so I gave everyone the, the time off. But I want to call attention to IMF News' website. Check it out, www.imfnews.com. They've got some great stories on here. Paul and the Inside Mortgage Finance uh, does an outstanding job of tracking all the stories. And Paul, and look at the diligence he goes. In after, or the diligence he applies to going after the news story, digging into things, listening to things. The guy just sorts through the noise and gets to the facts. There's some great stories. I encourage you to check them out. I'm not going to read them all now for the sake of time on the website, but check it out, imfnews.com. And again, thank you, Paul, and to everyone at IM News, IMF News for being a part of what we're doing here on this podcast. I want to next really focus a little bit on some of the things that um, – other things. Oh, by the way, Sam Garcia sends his New Year's greetings to all of you. Check out his website. He's got some great articles up there that he's quoting this week. He, too, is uh, he's traveling back and wasn't going to be part of the podcast, but you can he encourage you to check out some of the stories he's uh, 
has up and on his site today at www.mortgagedaily.com, mortgagedaily.com. Special thank you to the Prophet Doctor. Normally would be here, uh, and I, I'm just you know so grateful to everyone that is a part of this podcast, bringing valuable information to you. And uh, we're going to talk just in a few minutes about what well, started this podcast, why I started it, what was the genesis of it. I, a lot of people haven't heard that story, and I get asked about that, and I thought this would be a good week, because it also relates to why are you doing what you're doing. That's why we're going to be talking about is looking forward, understanding the why. Do you know why you're in the business you had? Do you know why you're in the position you are? Do you have a sense of purpose about it? Well, I'm going to talk about that just briefly. But before we do, I want to go over to Motivity Solutions. We have John Maynell, who is uh, on, uh, on the podcast here with us. And he has, uh, again, the cater of the week that he wants to share with us. There are some really interesting things that you look at, key performance indicators. You know, when you look at tracking your business, it's important that you are tracking the right things. So, John, what do you have for us this week? Hi, Dave. Thanks very much. Great to be back. And this week's key performance indicator is application to underwriting cycle time. This KPI is a measurement delivered at business days, and tracking this metric helps lenders ensure that their processes upstream from underwriting are as efficient as they can be. Our clients generally find that the sooner their qualified borrowers receive an underwriting decision, the less likely those borrowers are to shop around. So this KPI can ultimately boost apt-to-funded pull-through as well, which is the KPI we focused on last week. So we're really beginning to connect the dots between operational efficiency and customer satisfaction. And once again, this and other KPIs we will be talking about in the coming weeks always demonstrate that what gets measured gets results. And uh, with that, I will thank you again, Dave, and turn it back to you. Thanks, John. Appreciate you being here with us. Um, Happy New Year to you, my friend, and to everyone there at Motivity Solutions. By the way, if you're interested in sponsoring uh, the podcast, advertising this podcast, please get a hold of me. Contact me at david at tms-advisors.com. We have several new sponsors that will be starting in the new year. Very excited about our new sponsors that are joining us. And we have many more that are wanting to sign up. If you want to be a part of it, be sure to get a hold of us. Just be sure to get a hold of me, again, at david at tmsadvisors.com. Also, check out Motivity at motivitysolutions.com or call them at 303-721-9000. Very excited to have a partnership with all of these outstanding vendors that are out there providing best-of-breed services to the industry. I want to talk briefly about the podcast. And I want to relate it to why we do what we do. Why are you, as you, as you, we look at this particular week, and I saw an article that Doug Thorpe sent to me that he wrote and published today on LinkedIn, and it's, it's, it's called Gap Week. And it's really analyzing what we accomplished. Many of us this week are spending the time to reflect over this past year. And we're looking at what we accomplished, what we didn't accomplish, neither feeling so good about it or not so good about it. Or, and then we look forward into 2016 and see the opportunities and really what lies before us. And, and I encourage everyone, all my clients, at this time through this week, I'm challenging all my clients to do a SWOT analysis. SWOT stands for strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. You can Google that. It's a, there's a lot of videos on it that can explain it if you want to get into it. We have our clients all doing that. So, in other words, what what are, as we look forward into 2016, are the strengths 
in your business, in yourself, in your business, or in the market? What are the weaknesses? Where are the opportunities? And what are the threats? And I think we have a tendency for those of us that are real positive and upbeat and outgoing, we're always looking at the glass half full. So we're always seeing the opportunities. But I think it's so important that we surround ourselves with those that are saying, hey, Dave, you have these strengths and you have these weaknesses, you know, and the market has these opportunities and have these threats. And we have to be doing a 360 analysis. In other words, looking all around us to be able to see those opportunities. But in, in, we really need to see them in context with the threats that are there. We really need to see the strengths that each of us possess as well as our companies possess, as well as what the market possesses, that's what we see, as well as what are the weaknesses that are there. And I think I heard one person say that I respect so much, said, Dave, it's really important that you understand your strengths. But it's really even more important that you understand your weaknesses and you put into place the compensating factors that really make yourself so you, you can achieve the success that you desire. You know, I, I read, mentioned in the website write-up for today's podcast one of my absolutely favorite TED Talks. If you haven't heard of TED, go check it out, tedtalks.com. You can Google it. But one of my favorite all-time talks was Simon Sinek's How Great Leaders Inspire Action. And I put a link to this specific TED Talk in the Lickin' on Letting website today, write-up of the day. And I encourage you to go listen to it. This video has been looked at, watched, over 24 million views. It is one of the most popular videos, TED Talks, on, out of all the thousands of TED Talks that are out there. There's only a few that are ahead of it. 24 million people have watched this. That is, that's just an astounding thing. But even more than that, it really is why is it drawing and having the impact because of what he talks about. In this website, he talks about three individuals. He talks about the Wright brothers, or three initiatives, I guess you might say, you know, empowered man flight by the Wright brothers. He talks about uh, Martin Luther King and the social injustices that he stood up and dealt with. And it talks about Apple Computer in this video. And it talks about in each one of these, he goes through and he goes as a brilliant analysis of explaining what was the reasons for their success and why were they successful. And I want to challenge you to examine your why as to what you're doing and why you're doing it in 2016. And if you want to be inspired, go check out the video that is in this particular TED Talk. Now, he talks about Martin Luther King. Certainly there are many other civil rights leaders of the day. So why was Martin Luther King so powerful and so dynamic and so impacting on the civil rights movement at that particular time? Why did he become the spokesperson? Why is it that Samuel Pol Pot Langley, who had the Pentagon behind him, had the War Department, unlimited budget, had the press behind him, had uh, even uh, MIT behind him, had every resource, phenomenal resource that is available to man behind him. His name was Samuel Pol Pot Langley, but we never hear about him unless you listen to this video because it was two guys that owned a bicycle shop that created that we had the successful powered man flight. It was the big thing of the day. It's like, you know, uh, we're trying to get man launched into space. It was the thing of the day. Everyone knew it was possible, 
and they were all out to get. There were many people. So why did the Wright brothers succeed? It gets into this very topic and dives deep into it. One of my favorite stories, again, is Apple Computer, one of the most successful companies out there. And Simon Sinek goes in and analyzes why is it that this particular tech company, technology company, hardware manufacturer, uh, so unbelievably successful, way over its competitors. He gets in and breaks it down. So I'm hopefully have piqued your interest and to have you go back there. He talks about, you know, it explains for me for the first time when you say, you know, I can't necessarily say why I'm doing this, but I feel an instinct or a, a sense of my gut I need to do this. And that really introduces and brings me to why I'm doing this radio podcast. We started this a number of years ago. And the reason I did my why was I was in need of information. Back then, it seems like it's even more so, 10x more so now, the industry was changing. I'm an industry consultant. I've been in the mortgage banking industry for 43 years. I'm an avid student of the industry. I like reading and things like that. But I discovered later in life that I had a mild amount of dyslexia. So when I'm reading at night, I as I get later in the day, which is when I do most of the reading related to the industry, what's going on, trying to keep up and everything, my eyes are tired, and reading is not exactly at the top of my list of things to do. However, I have very good auditory retention. Now, there's my ability to listen. I can retain things much better. Now, what uh, we, we had, my wife and I homeschooled. When we first moved from Southern California to Texas. We homeschooled, and my wife said, school teacher, and she is well-trained and well-able to homeschool her kids for a period of time as her, uh, for a few years there. But even there, she's wise enough to go say, you know, I need a consultant to pick the right curriculum for my kids' learning style. So we hired this consultant, and she came in, and within a few moments, well, I'm not sure, it was very quickly, within our first meeting, she goes, Nancy, that's my wife's name, said, your husband and both of your daughters have some level of dyslexia. You're the only linear thinker in there, and I recommend you buy the book, The Gift of Dyslexia. And I recommend that because that book, well, if you suffer from any of this, or if you even suspect that you find yourself struggling with reading, you should get the book, The Gift of Dyslexia, because many of us see dyslexia or have been told dyslexia is this uh, disorder or this uh, thing that, you know, is a, a uh, not good. You know, if you can't read, it's probably not good. Well, it is also revealed the benefits that go with someone who has dyslexia. So there's, they did a study on it, and I recommend that. You know, I've given that book to read to more executives. Most CEOs, many CEOs, many leaders, business leaders, executive leaders are dyslexic, have some give level of dyslexia. And so I've recommended that book. I had one executive call me after I recommended it in tears, literally on the phone calling me just emotionally saying thank you so much for introducing me to this book because what it did for him was explain how his brain worked all these years. And he was well up into his 50s, and he was for the first time reading this. And when you understand how we're wired, well, it gives us that much ability to understand and work with how we're wired. Well, one of the things, as I started saying, was I get tired at the end of the day because I've had some dyslexia. So I went out there and I said, certainly there has to be someone doing something, some type of audio recording about what's going on in the industry. I Google search and Google search, and I'm pretty good at that, and my wife's even better, so I asked her to search. We could not find anything out there. Now, I had seen some attempts at doing that, but I'd never seen anybody have a sustainable track record. So my why for doing this podcast had some 
self-servingness to it, but I figured this. I'm also an entrepreneur. I love starting businesses. Uh, you know, operating businesses are probably not my strength. Uh, I love starting them and getting them up and running. Once they get up and running and doing well, then I have a tendency to sell them. So I get things going for four, five, six years, seven years. Then I, I like moving on and starting something. I'm a starter. I love starting and inspiring, moving things along. Long-term operators, that's probably not me, but I love consulting to long-term operators. I think that's why consulting is such a career for me because of my love for um, helping people in these kind of areas. So anyway, I uh, I wanted to help others, and I assumed that if I was trying, struggling with this, others were, and I knew many of my clients were not staying on top of these issues. So I said, well, I'm not an expert enough to be talking about all these issues, so I started making phone calls. One of the first phone calls I made was to Alice Alvey, a dear friend, someone I have tremendous respect, who loves to read, who studies, a voracious reader, and studies up on everything going on in the regulatory world. I thought, if it's nothing more than just Alice and I talking, it will be a great podcast. This show would show interest. I'll ask the question, she'll answer, and I want to get information, and we'll share it with an industry. That's how it started. Then I go, but market data is really important. So I reached out to a good friend of mine, I reached out to Joe Farr at MBS Quote Line. I said, Joe, would you be willing to come and share for a few minutes what's going on in the markets? He goes, Dave, I'm from Texas, and I have a little bit of an accent. In fact, I have more than a little bit of an accent. I, I sound really southern. No one's going to want to listen to someone from the south talk about the market. I said, no, that's the very reason. It gives you a distinct voice. You have this distinct voice. So I had to talk Joe Farr into doing it. He's glad he did it. I'm glad to have him here. And it's so much fun. He, I think he does such a good job. And I think I, I focus on that particular part of the story is because the thing that Joe sometimes argued or initially argued with that he didn't think he would be effective is what makes him so effective. He goes to conferences, and he, people may not know him by sight, but they know him by his voice. He's, he's on this podcast. So we've had over 400,000 downloads of this podcast. So we go different places. It's happened to me. It happened to me over at uh, at a, a Thompson Reuters uh, conference. I had someone seek me out at that conference, just overtly, almost loudly seek me out. They said, I hear your voice, David Lincoln. Where are you? I want to talk to you about your podcast. The, a young man who's responsible for the e-initiative at the particular time, everything e-electronic delivery of news at um, Reuters. And, and he came over and said, Dave, I'm not that familiar with mortgage industry, but I started listening to your podcast, the most recent. And I think he said he lived out in Rye, and he takes a train in an hour from wherever he lives and goes back out. And he says, I started listening to your podcast, and as a result, I've been educating myself on the industry because of all the content that's there. That was really a validator to me when I have one of the top people at Reuters listening to the podcast and educating himself. Now, we have many others doing the same thing. We have people at uh, who's going to be a new sponsor of our radio podcast is uh, DNH, and they have executives there that are newer to the industry that are listening to it. I don't know. I don't have their permission to mention their names, but uh, I, they probably wouldn't mind, but uh, I won't at this point. But they listen to it, and they're getting educated what's going on in the industry. Many, many people who are coming in, and dear God, we need more people coming in this industry. Too many gray hairs like myself coming in. So here's the deal. What we do is we started this. And then I started inviting people in. First, Alice, then Joe. And then, you know, at the same time, Andy Shell was my business partner at the time. Um, still a good friend. No longer my business partner, but still a good friend. I invited him on as the profit doctor. Uh, he was a little longer term take to convince. And then he started seeing this. He goes, you know what? This is actually some pretty good stuff. So he joined in, provided how to be profitable, looking at what the profit doctor looks at. Bottom line, help what fixes what ails you. And this thing then took off. And then so we started out on a half-an-hour basis just to provide that information. 
And we were really saying, you know, it would be really great if we could take this half an hour podcast and turn it into an hour podcast dedicating the second half of the podcast to interviewing industry professionals or about what's going on about this those issues. So we pick one major issue or something that's going on in the news, usually one of the, more of a hot topic of the day, and we bring in that person and we interview them. And we spend you know anywhere from a half an hour, twenty minutes to a half an hour interviewing that person. Depends on how much we get try to cover in the first half of the podcast, it's what's going on. It amazes me how many people have we've had on as guests. Some of the top professionals, you should see who our guest lineup is in two thousand sixteen. I'm ex- so excited about many people that are seeking to come onto this podcast. Used to, we have to go hunt them down. Now they know about it, and now they're seeking us out to come on and be there. So we're at that tipping point. We've hit that tipping point a while back. We are now, everyone knows who we are and what we're doing here. And I look at it to it. Why has this thing been so successful? Well, initially, yes, I had a need, but I had a bigger need to want to provide this information to to the industry. I'm a consultant. I love helping companies grow. I help love helping inform them. You know what? Um, I've got two kids in college, two daughters in college, so I have to do this. Still, my brilliant investment strategy uh, keeps me working here. So let's, uh, you can read between the lines there. I have my friend, like one guy said, Dave, whatever you go long in, I go short in. He probably made more money in the market following that than anything else. But the point of it is, is I would do this even if I didn't have to because I love helping people. If you go back to the Simon Sinek, why people do what they do, they have a passion to do it. They have a purpose more than just themselves. Paul Samuel, Pol Pot Langley, who was famous back in the days when the Wright brothers were out trying, and he was well-known getting all the press. He did not get it figured out. But two Wright brothers, because they wanted to solve this, they had a passion to do it, they nailed it. So others have tried podcasts for some reason because I think we have a desire to help genuinely inform the industry of the issues going on. That's why we have had the success that we have. So we're excited to have many of you join here with us. Now, since then, we've added to the podcast. We've had um, very honored to have Paul Mala join us, give us updates on the headlines. He does a great job, as I told you earlier, in his segment. And also Sam Garcia, takes it from a slightly different angle. Now we're at the point we have many other people wanting to join us, and we keep going, do we expand this beyond an hour? The answer is no. We're probably not. We're going to try to figure out how to be of high quality, fit in as much here on this. Now, it is, we are talking about, as we look forward to 2016, doing other podcasts during the week, more specials. You know how we have a lot of news uh, that's going on out there. They do a, they do a podcast, or they do a broadcast, their regular weekly broadcast, Uh, pick any one of the major networks. But when there's a specific issue, they do a special. I think what we're going to be, not I think, I know we're going to be doing a lot of specials in the new year throughout the week. And so there'll be opportunities for you to advertise in certain specials. If you're interested in getting something out, you think there's a program that needs more time on it, we will take that and get that information to me. If you know of someone you'd like to see on this podcast, discussing a specific issue. We'll have them on, and that gives us a full hour. In fact, I the relationship I have with Pod, Blog Talk Radio, which, again, outstanding job. They do other – there's many other podcast um, services out there, but they're the only one that allows you to dial in and have it be live with dialed-in participants. That's the only one that has it. Others are trying to do it. They're just not there yet. So we're looking at, you know, wherever we can go to get this done. We stay in touch with it, but I'm really pleased with what Blog Talk's doing. It's expensive. Uh, to have the fully hosted service, but it's worth what they're doing. We've had some struggles with the audio. 
So, however, what I'm trying to get to is that when you look at the opportunities to communicate today, I see more opportunity. And how are people getting information? Is there, are you finding you have less time in 2015 than you had in 2014? For most of us, that's the case. I certainly have less time. As I look forward to 2016, I'm trying to figure out how to get more in, in more into that time frame. Only way you can do that, folks, is by you when you're driving, when you're working out. Many people, 90% of the listeners, download this podcast and listen to it while working out, while driving the car, commuting, any uh, numerous ways. So I'm telling you, tell others about this podcast. If you're interested in, in sharing this, I would be so grateful. Again, you're going to be hearing more of it. Our new sponsors, one of the things I require of our new sponsors, anyone that's going to be sponsors, they have to be out there making this podcast well-known and so helping us publish, get the word out. Uh, one of the toughest things I had was naming it Licking on Lending. I, I wanted to call it the Mortgage Industry Update. I thought about different ideas. As many of you know, I'm a regular on Fox and CNBC and a number of the news networks, and uh, I was talking to one of the producers on uh, the Cavuto program, which I've probably been on the most consistent, and I was talking to one of them, and and I and either I was flirting around with the idea of calling it Lickin' and Lending, or uh, he suggested. I can't remember how that went, but uh, and I said I don't want to have it sound narcissistic. I don't want this. Is not about me. I don't. I don't need to have my name on it. And he goes, Dave. What is Cavuto's program called? Cavuto. What was Huckabee's program called? Huckabee. What is O'Reilly's program called? O'Reilly. So the factor. You know, you listen to all these things. I go, okay, I get it. So you follow success. So I put my name to it. Now I understand why that's so important because the quality of what we do, I've got my name associated with it. This is not about me. It's to help you, though, get this out. The reason my name's on there is I want to make sure it is I'm constantly in pursuit of excellence. That's why, you know, we get 99% of the things we hear from our listeners is how pleased they are with the podcast, how much it's helping, the information we provide. I do get constructive criticism. I welcome that. Anything you have as a way in which we can make this podcast better, more effective, reach more people, benefit people more, please email me. Again, David at TMS, Transformational Mortgage Solutions. is the initials for Transformational Mortgage Solutions, my new consulting firm, TMS-Advisors, O-R-S at the end, transformational.tms-advisors.com. So David at TMS-Advisors.com. Email me. love to hear from you. Have so much I could talk about. Um, I just want to, as we circle out, I thought, you know, it'd be good to have you hear why we are doing, why I'm doing this podcast, why I have others now enthusiastically being a part of it. Again, a special thank you to Alice, the first one for being there. A special thank you to Joe, why talking him into it, and uh, and Andy, and, and then Paul, and then Sam, and everyone else. Thank you so much to all of you. You make such a rich contribution what we're doing here. You get the message. You understand it about. We love hearing from all of you. Now, let's give you a little bit of an idea of what we're going to be talking about in the new year, a lineup of the speakers we have moving ahead. We are going to have, as um, as guests, we're going to be starting next week with Mark Fleming. He's going to be on from uh, First American. He's the chief economist for First American. Looking forward to economics. What does it mean with the Federal Reserve now has had the uh, has the uh, announced that they've re- they, or they did more than announce. They changed the rate, moved it up a quarter point. What does that mean? Are we going to see four more rate hikes? And Mike Frantoni and many other economists. Uh, Mike Frantoni, again, is the chief economist at the NBA. Are we going to see four rate hikes this year? Or are we going to see what I'm hearing 
some of is that there's a possibility we're going to return to quantitative easing because you look at the ECB, they're already doing another round of quantitative easing. China's doing another round of quantitative easing. For the sake of the dollar being competitive and us having be able to have a good exports, do we too also need to have another round of quantitative easing? We're going to be talking about that. So we have Mark Fleming next week, followed by Logan Morishami. He is talking about, he's just published, this housing forecast for 2016. I talked to him over the holidays. Uh, very excited. In fact, he was going to be on this week, uh, and I thought it would be better for him to get all finished up, and we're going to be having him on the second week of January. We have a host of others that are coming on throughout January, and then in February we're going to be talking to the leaders in the industry. I'm interviewing a group of leaders. I want to inspire leadership in this industry, and I have selected if, uh, a group of people that are going to be interviewing um, we're going to have Bill Emerson, uh, CEO of Quicken On. Uh, he's the current president of the NBA. Very excited to have him on uh, and a host of others. So if you have leaders that you would like us to interview on this podcast, please email me again, david at tms-advisors.com, and I will bring them on. It's good to have you be with us. Appreciate you being here with us each and every week and telling others about this podcast. We are here, again, to provide content. For you, We say this at the beginning of every podcast. This podcast is created by mortgage professionals for mortgage professionals. And while we are not considering ourselves uh, radio talk show hosts or anything like that, we're doing our best to do you know, this in excellence. We always welcome your suggestions and uh, look forward to having you here with us each and every week. So be sure to come back, folks. It's good to have you be tuning in. This is a short podcast. I wanted to explain why I'm doing it. But I want you to examine why you are doing what you're doing this next year. Watch this video, Simon Sinek, um, How Great Leaders Inspire Action on the TED Talks. You'll find it very inspiring if you haven't watched it, even if you've watched it as many times as I have. I think I've watched it, I, I would say hundreds of times. I don't know how many times. I have so many notes. I almost have this thing memorized. I go back over and over and over because it gets refreshed as to why and examining why I'm doing what I'm doing. And I encourage each of you to do that. It is so good to have you be with us. We wish you a very happy New Year, and I hope you will have a safe and sound New Year, whatever you're doing. Don't drink and drive. Have a good time. Party hard, but take a cab or Uber Come back home, and we look forward to having you back here next week. Blessings to all of you. Talk to you next week. Thank you. This has been Lickin' on Lending, a weekly mortgage market update with your host, David Lincoln of Mortgage Banking Solutions, enabling executives to take their business to the next level. Today's guests were Joe Farr from MBS Line, Andy Shell of Mortgage Banking Solutions, and Alice Alvey, President CMB of Mortgage U. Come by next week, and thank you for listening. 